The concept of a thing being greater than the sum of its parts is one of those recurring topics on this show, mostly because it's so true across the technology space. Gadgets, services, apps, you name it. Sometimes the product that ends up in your hands is just more than otherwise should have been on paper. This week, we had the opportunity to get hands-on with Google's recently announced Pixel 8 Pro, and the results were exactly that. The screen is better and brighter, the processor's faster and more efficient, the operating system has a fresh coat of paint and a slew of new features. All that's fine, some are even good, but something about this device is more than even all of that should add up to. Google's journey through hardware has been storied. From the days of Nexus phones and Google Glass all the way to today's Pixel lineup of phones, foldables, and tablets, there's always been something missing. It's not always about quality, direction, or usefulness. It just constantly feels like Google isn't all in on these efforts. In a very real way, there's a Samsung-sized reason why that could all be true. So with that in mind, maybe, just maybe, things are starting to shift. A stepped-up ad campaign, a very real moment happening around all things AI, and a promise of years and years of guaranteed upgrades might just push the math in Google's favor this year. Or this is going to turn out to be just another reminder from Google to Samsung that, yes, they do still exist as more than a software vendor. Which is it going to be? Let's find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we're here this week, you know, none other than day and date, no less. Yeah. What's in the box? Um, the One of the fresher boxes we've ever received, because again, this this phone, we are recording here on Thursday, October 12th, the day of release um, for none other than Google's Pixel 8 series. Uh, we specifically have the Pixel 8 Pro, giant air quotes, the good one. Um, in hand already have we've had a chance to spend some time with it you know, for a little bit and get some early impressions of I, I'd stop short of a full blown like as always we haven't lived with these devices for even weeks much less months or very tangible to this conversation years Hours. theoretically yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, we, we've got it we've been using it and we wanted to talk about it because it is going to be you know top of mind for folks here this week as if, if you did pre-order since uh since the fourth those are starting to arrive literally as we are speaking and as you're probably listening to this um if you're on the fence about it maybe this will help um and if not, hit us up in the comments and we will absolutely answer those questions. I'm trying to make a better point of remembering like we, 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 we do enjoy comments. engaging. Yes, we have comments. <laughs> you have comments. We have answers whether you wanted them or not. <laughs> right. You probably exactly. didn't want them. Um, anyway, so real short history. Pixel is Google's first party hardware offering not to be confused with its predecessor the nexus line nexus was a cooperative effort between google and a rotation of hardware partners think about that more like nice. microsoft going to asus and saying we want to make you know the microsoft edition of your laptop and have it be you know a a more hand hand in hand effort that's what nexus was the google would go around to lg and samsung and others and just say hey See that, you know, mildly popular phone from last year? Let's make these handful of changes to it. Throw a vanilla, like a true bone stock Android operating system on it. Because especially back then, still today, everyone that sells an Android phone puts their own spin on the operating system. Mm -hmm. To some great impact. To some heinous effect it just it just really 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 is a, it varies wildly um so google wanted to have an outlet back then for if you wanted android as google intended it that was your nexus phone but it was i said on this rotation of hardware partners and not typically it was it was almost always cheap they were Cody, you remember right. some of the cheapest oh, yeah. best phones I ever that we ever owned. And we've talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were also never considered flagship. Google never really right. marketed them as flagship either. They were typically about a year old hardware with a few tweaks. It was it was and, mainly to get people into the platform, it seemed like. Yes. It was an easy mm-hmm. way to get in. Because it gave you the, you know. The Google, the Google phone to get yes. into the Android infrastructure. So yes, and it was also a way for Google to more directly inform their hardware partners about what they felt Android should look like. Now, whether right. or not that program worked or not um, depends on who you ask or what or in what way you're asking. It certainly didn't break any sales records. They were 
consistently back ordered or sold out, but only because Google made them about 20 at a time. Um, right. Just, you know, there, there was just always that kind of stuff they, going they on. They have three so, guys working on it. Right. So that was <laughs> Nexus. Um, years into that, it transitioned into what we now know of as Pixel. Pixel is um, not that. It is Google designing, going out manufacturing and selling their their own phone much in the in much in the way that never more so than today actually much in the way that apple makes their iphone yep. um that for a minute microsoft made a phone or two <laughs> or, or any or any others um but the big thing about pixel for me at least is much like what what drew me to nexus all of those years i was i was a for half a decade consistent nexus phone carrier and um i like stock android cody we've talked about this on and off the show for hours oh, yeah. that you know i i've also talked to you about how much i love grabbing a good samsung device and seeing what crazy <laughs> nonsense they're ready to throw right. at the wall this year and and sometimes to great effect I, again i love certain things they do there are plenty of other things where i'm like you just made that change because you wanted it to be different than google's yeah. Oh, and serves no other purpose. Yeah. Actually, when yeah. it's like the Galaxy store, it's like a whole separate app store, right? It's like okay, I have they two of the same a bunch of apps, apps now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's it, not to not to overuse the f word as it as it uh, pertains to Android, but it's fragmentation within the platform. Yeah. yeah. Much less the fragmentation outside the platform. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, Pixel has had its own stored history going all the way back to the first one. It. We've talked even recently on the show. It's not been a huge sales success. It has grown over time as Google has made it into more appropriately the flagship or flagship adjacent that it's supposed to be. Um, we'll talk about some price today. They've done a relatively good job of keeping it still at or near the flagship level, but not quite at what we now consider flagship prices. Right. Um, especially considering things like the iPhone 15 Pro Max that we just talked about coming in at $1,200. Yeah. Um, you know, but they still never have seemed to make the hit out of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I do see more pixels in the wild today than I have in the past, but we are talking like, I can describe it this way. It's still noteworthy to me. When I clock that 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 classic pixel visor yes. from across the room, you mm -hmm. know that the, the, how their camera bump is a camera bar that I've heard referred to as yep. you know the the pixel visor, and that to their credit, they figured out a design aesthetic that makes it stand out in a room. Like you can you know a pixel you know when you when see a pixel. Yep. That's a very very important thing to do when you're trying to gain market and even more importantly mind share to have your product be recognizable. And they've done that very successfully with with that aspect of pixel. So because of that. I will say I've continued to see more and more of them in people's hands in the wild. Yeah. Not too. anywhere near like walk into a room and saying, raise yeah. your hand if you have an iPhone or a Samsung device or, but still more. Well, I mean, um, it's the, it's the top three that you see now. It's sure. you see either an Apple phone, a Samsung phone or a pixel. Like you don't really clock many of the other or ones. insert cheap carrier giveaway right. here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the phone yeah. where it's like, I don't care what it is. I don't care about phones. Give me the one that's free for two years. And yeah. you know, that, that's a grab bag. It does whatever they were pressing. It that does day. feel like Samsung and Google are fighting for number two constantly though. Like that's like their goal is we yeah. want who can get closest to iPhone. Well, and it's one, well, it's such an interesting fight, right? Because yeah. they're, Samsung is Google's customer, right? Mm -hmm. At least in the U.S., Samsung is the reason people know that Android exists for the most part. Yep. Although Samsung continues to do a very interesting job of not making it overly obvious that Android exists, they want you to know it's a Samsung phone. They don't necessarily mm -hmm. want you to know so blatantly it's an Android phone. Right. They want you to know it's a Samsung phone. So that that dichotomy continues to just fascinate me. Um, we're not going to make the you know. Apple strategy versus Google strategy argument here today. We've already done it countless times and we'll do it countless more again because it's <laughs> interesting. But here today we do want to talk about the phone. Um, it's, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I reached out to Eric last night as I was wrapping up, just getting my thoughts put together um, for this phone. And I, I'm paraphrasing myself here, but I think it was something to the effect of, I think Google just hit a grand slam in an empty stadium. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that that's my fear about this phone. I'm impressed. 
I am real. I really didn't see it coming the way that it's kind of hit me how much I like the phone because mm. on the page and I don't mean in the way we were just talking about the iPhone 15 where it's like on paper it looks boring because it is but the sum of those like changes added up to some meaningful ones this is right. more than that this is I didn't see the phone coming and that just raw specs on the page look like okay like year for year phone for phone there's some solid changes here but I mean physically holding and using the device there are some choices made here that i think add up to the best pixel i've yet used oh, wow. and okay. i've i'm a fan again i have been a long-standing fan i've always always had criticisms of it but i have criticisms of every device i've ever owned or had and ever will because that's what we do here but this is so far these scant few hours and days in the best pixel phone i've ever used and i'm I'm really excited i'm i'm excited to see is this the one that we really start seeing in people's hands and there's some choices google has to make there about are they going to continue to invest the ad dollars are they we've talked about this countless times are they going to stay focused are they are is google going is sundar going to decide this is the year that pixel becomes a thing and puts the full circle back to sam google behind it yeah. And, yeah. Well, and also, is this also going to be the, or is this going to be the year that they're like, we know we got a good one, but we can't piss off Samsung. And I just, there's enough back officeness going on there. Yeah. I, I've continued to believe Google of all people, their whole business is built on ads. You can't tell me that they don't understand what it takes to provide, to to promote and provide advertising for a product. So the very, very lukewarm strategy that they've had around pixel to date i've always felt is intentional they've always been a half measure short of going all in because of potentially pissing off samsung and then internationally their other partners like you talking about samsung because the impact here in the u.s but i mean there are obviously android selling partners around the globe that google has and wants to be more mindful of but here here in the in, in the home front battleground for them i've always felt it's very much a we really don't want to upset the massive Samsung Apple cart that keeps just <laughs> pun intended um, that keeps putting Android in front of people's faces, even if it's not their Android. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a few commercials for this one uh, for mm-hmm. the eight coming out. I mean, it, it definitely seems like more than usual, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The seven, I feel like I didn't really see too much on. Um they're definitely hitting on that like design language too with that bar that they've yes they've kept they've started to keep that consistent which i agree like people will be able to point out eventually right like oh yeah those phones have the bar i might want to check out that type of phone like yeah yeah. i'm not going to advocate for the the raw design aesthetic of it i personally like it i can also see where people would like i'll put it to you this way because i've this is a well-documented feeling of mine on this show my preference would be flat a thicker phone that's flat just yeah. make me a flat phone just just make me a flat phone with some lenses on it but mm. that's no one's and going to do that so <laughs> and all the battery life that's right um no one's going to do it so there's no reason to rehash it so if we live in a world where there has to be a bump of some kind i will take the visor mm. over either the camera bump or Samsung's current iteration, which is just to have the individual, I call them the silos, like the individual lenses sticking up out of it. Mm -hmm. Because also Samsung has uh, at times done more like the vertical bar where they're Mm -hmm. still raised in a bar, but it's very, very, uh, so far the best iteration I've seen of having to have the thing is the edge to edge, you know, flat bar across the back for one very specific reason. When I set the phone down, it doesn't rock back and forth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The phone is stable on the desk. It's having that little square in the upper left-hand corner on the back of the phone. It just tips to the right constantly. It turns your phone into a tripod. Mm -hmm. It just really, so, I mean, this, at least the phone is flat. It's flush. It's stable. And when it's sitting on a desk facing me, it's not at an off angle. And mm-hmm. I, right. I get it. It's I've got kind it. of towards you when you're looking yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah. my sense. OCDs abound and it annoys me when one corner of my phone is raised at a different angle than the others because that's freaking camera bump. So mm-hmm. at least the visor keeps it. It's it's tilted towards me. But you're right, Eric, at least it's toward it's it's towards me at, at, right. at a flat angle. Yeah. Towards me <laughs> so I can see it. It actually so. makes it more viewable when it's just laying on the desk because, you know. It's it at least consistent across the, the length of the phone or the width of the phone. 
Um, I'm not going to overly do the whole, you know, point to camera thing here as we talk on an audio podcast, but you guys can obviously see through the power of the internet what I'm holding here. So we've got the Pixel 8 Pro. Um, I've got it in Google's first party case. And normally I wouldn't spend any time talking about cases because they're cases, they're personal. You pick the one you like. I wanted to take a quick second before we dive into the hardware to talk about the cases. Um, this is Google's silicon case, you know, the, the somewhat matte, rubbery, you know, grippy case. Yeah. Um, I won't know for weeks or more if I'm going to like this case long term because some of these cases from any number of manufacturers can get almost like shiny. It's like it, it turns yeah. in, a, yeah. it, yes, a gross kind of rubbery. Yeah. I can't tell you this is going to turn into that. I will tell you as it is out of the box right now having used it for as little as I have, it's one of the, my favorite textures. I love a good silicon case. You know what I mean? Yeah. I immediately hate a bad one. That pulls like your pocket I, inside out when you take your phone yes. out? Yeah. The <laughs> minute you pick it up, you know it's just gross, bad. Like that's, mm -hmm. this is, this so far, is, it's very, it's soft but grippy and I, I really like the texture it gives the phone. Um, the other reason I wanted to point it out is I'm so happy Google bothered to make this case. And if people actually like it as much as I hope they do, maybe Apple will decide that selling me a linen case isn't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've heard some stories about those so far. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't spend money on one, but I have held. I have used. I have dissected. It is the. It is the dumbest thing I've seen Apple do in a very long time. Yeah, the woven. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's awful to replace the leather. Yeah. yeah. And that was your so, that was always your go-to case with Apple too, was their leather case, right? Um, I bounced back and forth between the leather and the and the silicon one. The the yeah. the, the silicon because I the the leather, I mean I've got a nomad leather case on my here we are talking about the iPhone again. I've got a nomad leather case on my 15 Pro Max right now. Guess what? It's already getting dinged up. Sure. And I and I don't mean leather patina. I mean literal scratches and like oh, wow. I am hard on my devices. It comes with my job. And I love a good leather case the first week I have it. And then, yeah, and then inevitably like, yeah, yeah. it gets scratched to get like, and then Chunks all I see is that, yeah, yeah. So it's just, I will end up loving this case for a solid 90 days and then finding something. I will say the, the, the number, the, the most consistent cases that I've bought once and used almost the full year of the phone have been good silicon Silver rubber case, cases. Yeah. And is that, 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 that one up. you said it feels, that one feels premium, at least it, for right now out of the box? This it knows. feels like it, if it goes the distance feeling anything like what it does right now, this this case will live on this phone for the duration, really. Nice. I, I'm I'm really, really happy with it. Um, I just, again, I don't normally go down the case rabbit hole, but it's got like, you know, it's got the Google branding. Okay, they're being smart about it. It's got like the Google branding right on the back. The, the buttons are metallic buttons so again on a silicon case you're going to lose me the minute you make a button just a rubber bump out from the case yeah. <laughs> pressing on a piece of rubber you feel like you are because you are you're pressing a metal button on top of a button that there you go like yeah. they really this reminds me in all the good ways of the best iterations of apple's silicon cases yeah the rubber mm -hmm. cases so I'm, I'm i'm really really we'll spend any more time on the case i just wanted to touch on that because apple most recently made such a very specific choice around right. their cases. Um, I just thought this was a really good one. So big, nice. big fan of that. But back back to the hardware proper. Um, we're gonna spend most of our time talking about the eight pro because I will I will say Google positioned the straight up Pixel 8 as the phone everyone's probably gonna buy. Okay. I will I will you know give the hot take here. I think the eight pro is the one that everyone should buy. Mm -hmm. Um I, I, I do think these, I think the specs again are greater than the sum total of the price difference. Um, you know, as always delay your purchase. If you got a good working phone, you're interested in this, save up a little bit longer, eBay something, you know what I mean? You're going, right. I do believe you are getting more than the couple hundred dollars price difference between the two. If you step up for them, unless, and here's, here's a, an, again, a choice Google has made, unless you want a smaller one, because these phones also only come in two sizes. Um, the size the eight is, and the size the pro is they haven't Samsung slash Apple this, where you can pretty much back into almost emphasis on almost any spec versus size combination you want. If you want the pro you're getting a 6.7 inch phone. Yeah. It's a big phone. It, it is, it is, it is, iPhone Pro Max big, it is Samsung Ultra big, it is a it is a flagship big phone and the only size they offer that in. Okay. 
So that that's important to remember. You know, if if you're, I, I mean, I will say right now, neither of these are small phones. You know what I mean? There are. I don't think anyone makes a quote unquote small phone in the flagship space any longer. But um, if you want a smaller phone. You have more of an option down at the uh, at the regular Pixel Eight, but again, there's a it's a three hundred dollar price difference. It is important to note that um, across the board, these went up a hundred dollars this year. Oh, okay. okay, just like everything else. Yeah, I don't. I hate to yeah. be that reductive about it. Like Google was already not selling these at probably the wildest of margins to begin with because that's not their play. Their play is to get you firmly planted in Google in the Google ecosystem. So, mm-hmm. so I have to imagine this wasn't them genuinely wanting to put an extra hundred dollars per unit in their pocket. This is a we're going to talk more about the materials in a minute. A premium, well-made phone that probably cost more to make this year than it did last year. I mean, I, I could yeah. believe that all day long just based on the world in which we live right now and uh, the economic conditions. So. Yeah, I wanted to pull it up. So it is a 6.7 inch phone. The regular Pixel 8 is 6.2. So again, it's that classic half inch difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, which when holding a phone, I mean, that can be dramatic. If you have smaller hands I mean, or you just, like I said, that, that, that is a difference maker that could nudge you towards the, there you go, um, <laughs> that could nudge you towards the non-pro. But when we start getting into the raw hardware itself, again, I, I just feel the case can be made for that $300 difference pretty much all day long. Um, and I'd be remiss for not mentioning too, pre-order. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, um, trade-ins. It's, it really, um, <clears throat> I, had a, yeah. I had a Pixel 6 Pro laying around because I had long since traded in the 7 Pro that we had um, in the most recent round of Samsung devices. <clears throat> so what, I think the, the 6 Pro, I think was literally $899. I don't think we even paid full price for it when we got it. And we got two, I mean, we that was our go-to Android test phone for two years. I and mean, we got our we got our miles out of that yeah. phone. Um, ended up getting almost $500 back for it. Damn. So, I mean, it- Probably yeah. as much as you, as you paid for it originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure we traded something in at that point. So really you, without much effort at $900, you can get, um, I'm sorry, at a thousand dollars, 999, which is important to point is now going back to, you know, they're kind of seeding some of their price advantage that is dollar for dollar with the iPhone 15 pro. Mm. Um, but I would say this phone is more akin to the pro max. So to do a true <laughs> apples to apples comparison to do an apples to Google's comparison, yeah. um, it's more of a nine ninety nine compared to 1199 because really the 15 pro max, um, is the more direct, co- um, competitor to this phone. Um, yeah, once you factor in trade-ins, you're really looking at more like a six or $700 phone. If you're paying out right for it, I mean, that's just, and you should. By the way, there's my little plug. Pay cash for your stuff. Um, oh, yeah. It's nice to own your phone for sure. It, it, it is. Um, especially once you start playing the trade-in game, man. If, I, if I've been beating that drum lately, it's because once you get up over that hill, you buy your first few devices and you own them outright. When you start being able to play the trade-in game and not having to worry about how much longer is left on this contract or what do I mm-hmm. still owe on that one? It's just, no, here's, here's my old phone and now this phone's $500 cheaper. Like that's a power move, man. And then you can oh, yeah. stay on top of it and your, and your spend over time really is dramatically impacted um, in a you positive way. So anyway, off that soapbox, um, back to the hardware. Uh, again, I, I'm just really impressed. The display is fantastic. They're calling it a super actua display. <laughs> I'm Sorry. so done with branding every yeah. what, are we gonna start branding buttons at some point? Yeah. Like is it gonna be, you know, the mega clicker? Like I'm I'm really like what at what point are we gonna start branding down to the actual screws and the devices? Um, but it is a super actual display, effectively meaning it is it's a variable refresh display, so one to 120 hertz. Um it's it's you know, to, to use Google's own term from God so many years ago. It is butter smooth. It re, mm. it, it, re, it really really is. Uh, scrolling around on the phone feels very very good. Um, the re, you, you can Eric, you'll know what I mean by this because we talk about it all the time. You can see the refresh in that you in that you can't see the refresh. Like it is a right. very very smooth scrolling display. Yeah. There's Media no tearing. Looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, everything's just like really solid on it. I yeah. see from the seven Pro. It went from 1,500 nits to 2,400 nits. I was is just, the brightness, is, like, very noticeable? Yeah, 
Yeah, so their HDR brightness is 1600 nits, peaking at 2400. And I will say, I, I, I met a buddy out after work yesterday to go over some stuff, and we're, we're, it was a nice day in Southwest Florida. We finally got one. Yeah. So we were sitting outside at, at this little restaurant, and um, it was you know it was still quite bright outside. And he clocked it from across the table. He's like, "What phone is that?" I'm like, oh, "I'm not." not supposed to have it out in public right yeah. now but it's a, it's a good it's a pixel 8 pro and um he's like i'm he was shocked how clearly he could see the display from across the table in more or less direct sunlight like we were under a little like umbrella oh, thing but it was still quite bright out and um he was he noticed from across because i have the always on display turned on that we'll talk about in a second he was surprised <laughs> how clearly and bright he could see the display from across wow. the table so I, that was a that was unprompted he just he just clocked it and he's not a one of us gadget guy he's in the tech space but he's not in the gadgety side of the tech space right. so he wasn't like purposefully checking out the phone it just he just noticed it from across the table how clear that and bright the display was in direct sunlight so that's awesome yeah i mean that's not that that's something that they're all fighting to get so that's, that's for cool. sure it's huh? noticeable yep um so up front we've got that 6.7 inch super actua display um mm. uh you know real real world real world use it's great i really do like it one of the better displays um you're you're probably gonna have to go looking for like a samsung ultra level of phone to get mm -hmm. me better like real realistically obviously we've said all along samsung rightfully so reserves their best displays for themselves right. and that shows those ultra phones tend to be absolutely fantastic but i will say this is a really great display um around back going back to that you know awesome little uh jordi laforge camera visor hanging out back there mm -hmm. um triple camera system we've got a standard wide lens ultra wide lens and telephoto so that's kind of becoming the table stakes at these yeah. quote-unquote pro level mm -hmm. phones um i'm actually gonna now just step right by the camera because boy howdy are we gonna need to come back to it but it's things. gonna be when we get to the operating yeah. system so there, there's a reason um on the pro phone 12 gigs of ram ram a plenty i mean it just cracks me up this is like oh does is, is it 12 or 16 gigs like the, the amount of ram we've got in these phones <laughs> yeah, these phones. days is yeah, shocking yeah. to me um but hey it works and uh google's tensor g3 um i will openly admit i have not had the phone long enough to put it through sufficient stress tests to tell you if they've dramatically improved but i was personally let down pretty heavily by the g2 i just felt mm -hmm. It was just, it, it struggled in places I felt it shouldn't have. It definitely had like some power consumption, like battery mm -hmm. life just wasn't consistent. The phones would heat up during certain types of use. It was just, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't as good as it should have been. That it was the opposite. It was not as good as it should have been on paper. Mm -hmm. So jury's still a little bit out on this one because I haven't had a chance to put it through that level of paces yet, but I will say the phone is snappy. It is quick. It has not burned my hands off in any tangible way. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. much like we were, what we were talking about the iPhone episode where Eric, you rightfully asked about, you know, the stories that were going around at that time about the iPhone, about that being a relatively, that iPhone got hot and they've even yeah. since put an iOS update out to address yeah. that. Address um, I, I have not felt any of that with this phone either, but same caveat, it lives in a case. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I'm not out there in 98 degree direct sunlight playing, you know, 4k games on it. I'm just not, you know, I mean? that's just not yeah. how I'm using the phone, but so far so good on that front battery life. Same. Like I did my normal thing where I took it out of the box and ran it down to zero. It came out of the box at about 40%. It took me well into the evening to run through those 40% and then did its first charge. And the battery has been holding up real well since, you know, this is not, this is not going to be a go off. You're not going to go on a weekend excursion without a charger. It's not right. that phone. I, yeah. I don't believe unless depending on how you use your phone that are that phone. No, because the horsepower they need the, the things that make them pro also make them hard on batteries. That, yeah. Low power mode only goes so far. Exactly. So, um, Google made some enhancements they say to, and I only, and I don't mean, I don't mean to be cheeky about that. They say, I just haven't had a chance to really see it yet. Um, they've expanded the impact of like face unlock, like their take on face, their take on face ID. Uh, I scanned my face scan was very, very quick. I will tell you, it's been very accurate. I pick up the phone. I see it do the little ring around the camera and then mm -hmm. poof, the phone unlocks. It's quick. It's nice. I, I, I don't know 
since setting up, because I, I set up the fingerprint scanning as well, because I've got the under display fingerprint scanning. Which, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Again, that is give me both. Like I am such a fan yeah. of. Yes. I mean, Apple has nailed Face ID. Don't get me wrong. They really have. Yeah. And, and you know, I hate the couple devices I have that don't have Face ID because I don't like only being able to jump over and do the, the fingerprint. I love having the option. My Samsung devices have it too. I still think Samsung's got a great application on the Z Flip with um, Cody. You know where where it's on the active the, 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 the fingerprint fingers in the button mm-hmm. because that's just naturally where you're holding it. So yeah, I, it makes I, a lot of I sense. Love that location for it. This is under display, but seems to work not even fine. It works well, but I've also rarely, if at all, had to use it because the face unlock has it's worked so very, quick. very well. Yeah. yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I mean, I still, um, yeah, I've never understood Apple's stance on that. Like, they've already invented the button that's on some of their iPads it's on the Air and the Mini, right? Throw yeah, it on the yep. throw phones and just have it there to have it there, but whatever. I'm glad that Google got off. They have to have something there. to put in the iPhone 17 after they finally make the action <laughs> button do more. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing I saw in the specs here that I thought was yeah. pretty crazy is the they said that they'll do security updates for seven years. Yep. On this so phone. I'm, I'm glad you circled back to it because that's a, that's a great segue. That's um, a long um, time. They usually do like what, three or four? Yeah. Three, and, years, tra- again, three years traditionally. My, my, first, my first instinct is cool. And then immediately after, I go, why? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about it for a second. It's a long time in tech um, tech cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about it for a second. My, my I have feelings about the seven years of security updates. Um they very specifically said security updates. Let's just let's just focus. So I, I yeah. think it's an important distinction that they said Not seven years updates. of yes. <laughs> I just think that was some very specific language they used. They could mean OS updates, but they mm. didn't say OS updates. They said security updates, which they are capable of and do release independently of Android OS versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually hopeful that that is what they meant because I'm not a software engineer, but I work around enough software engineers to know. they if they If Google actually means... We're going to keep putting new versions of an- whole Android on this phone for seven years. Their entire development team just died inside. I can't because I can't wait to compatible. How, I can't wait to yeah. see how um, Android version twenty one runs runs on, on this phone. <laughs> right, and and that's and that's why I don't think they could possibly have meant that because I mean Apple even historically does a great job of keeping iOS running on older and older devices. Yep. Um, so I, this is an obvious play towards that. I want security. If if people are going to be using devices, those devices need to be getting security updates. That that's just. Yep. Mm-hmm. They don't need the latest, greatest features. They need to be safe and secure and keep their information safe. Like that, that is so important. So if that's what they're talking about, if that's what they mean, I'm all in for it. If they actually mean to say their teams are going to have to keep features as many as they can backwards compatible to what becomes a five, six, seven year old device, no, well, absolutely yeah. not. It makes me wonder if it's a play for like government and school systems. Sure. To get those devices adopted there oh, because of yeah. that. Because there's longer life cycles. Yeah, that they now they through. don't have yeah. to spend every three years. They can say, we'll do the spend every five years because we'll be covered for seven and everybody else right. covers for three. So, yep. you know, we're still not going to the end of the life of the device, but it'll be, it'll get security updates for that long. And they're going to lean towards getting the devices that have security updates. Maybe. I mean, it seems like a, a valid play that they would go for to try to get themselves in those infrastructures no i i agree and it's and it's one of those things where i'm don't mishear me i'm very glad they're doing it um it's just so this thing's going to go to october of 2030 <laughs> and 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 here no so i i had i had to look it up guaranteed android version updates until at least october 2030 that is literally what they say dang so we are going to see here's I'm just going to call it what it is. We are going to see, I'm going to go back to that F word, more fragmentation within the platform because you are not going to tell me that in 2029, they're going to be releasing all of their frontline features for a phone released in 2023. I, I, yeah. I, 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 there's, well, no, there's way. no way. There's no way the Pixel 8 is going to be able to use the new holographic display that's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. the, the super duper actual display. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag 3D. Yeah. Bionic. Sorry, Eric. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> phone, things out of it. 
<laughs> that's right <laughs> oh my gosh so it'll I, just be the view updates it'll just be oh it looks different now yep. yeah it if i thought the phone was gonna be capable be capable of being competent for that long, I'd be all behind it. But I just don't believe it. When I think about someone's computer, and that's what these devices are, they are yeah. people's primary computers in a lot of ways. We deal with this all the time. You know, why is it my why, why is it my computer working right? Well, it's seven. Literally, we say it's seven years old. Go mm-hmm. get a new computer. Like new it's computer. you know what I mean. Like so, stretching that taffy out for seven years. I just I just don't know if I see it being realistic or not. We'll just have to see. Yeah, um, I mean, computer. Anyone could probably say seven. Can, I'd be like, what? you can get yeah. away with it with computers. I feel like mm-hmm. you know because there's certain things about it, like a desktop computer that you can upgrade to make upgrade. it last a yep. little bit longer. You can't. I can't throw another. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, phone. as purchased. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna pick on a bone stock 999 Dell XPS 13 from seven yeah. years ago that you can't even add a RAM stick to. Like that computer is not gonna be good seven years later. It's right. it's just not. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I mean, heck, we're dealing that with that. Holy cow, we're all the way in the weeds now. We're dealing with that with Windows 11 right now. The number yeah. of forced upgrade cycles that people are going to be going through for the next two years before the Windows 10 end of life. Because if you don't have an eighth gen or newer processor, guess what? Yeah. Yep. You're out of luck. Yeah. Guess what? Seven years ago, they were selling processors. You can't upgrade to Windows 11. Yeah, exactly. So A lot, a lot less than seven years ago, honestly. Right. But yeah, so no. anyway, back to the phone that we're here to talk about today. Um, so that, that's the seven year thing. We'll see how that plays out. I guess I do have to bookend it because I, I insist on calling Google out on this one because I'm personally still upset about it. it. It didn't even affect me and I'm still upset about it. Um, this also, they, they can say guaranteed all they want. You know what they also said was guaranteed? That when you bought Pixel Pass, 364 days ago that you'd be able to upgrade to a new phone and I'm uh, sorry, two years ago that in two years be able to upgrade to a new phone. Guess what? No one got to do upgrade right. to a new phone. Cause Google was just like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. We sold you this device under a premise that before a single human on earth ever got to use it, we're just pulling the rug on pixel pass. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Okay. So that's, I, I, I feel yeah, we, could get, in, we could get four or five years out and they just go, okay, this isn't working. Yep. Uh, I think it is an earned level of suspicion that we apply to this. Like Google has earned this level of suspicion by recent actions of their own doing, by canceling a program that people, okay, we've talked about it, that five people, I get it. They probably got away with it because it impacted five humans. But right. still, they canceled a program that living, breathing people in good faith spent money on and realized zero value out of that program, out of that, out of the aspect of, I get it. There were other things bundled in. You got some warranty stuff. You got like other googly things. I'm not, but the whole point was the upgrade cycle. And then on the eve of being able to do anything with it, they cut it off at the knees. I think that earns them a certain level of suspicion in how this is actually going to play out at year six yeah. or before or before. Yeah. I would say or before definitely. So anyway, so you mentioned back software. To the, yeah. Back to a phone that I swear I do really, really like um, running the latest Android 14. Um, Man, I haven't used stock Android. And I say this every year once I get a new Pixel device in my hands. Oh, I haven't used a stock Android device in so long. It feels good. I really, I continue to appreciate what Samsung accomplishes on their devices, but there's still just enough Samsunginess in the background. We're not talking about Samsung of five years ago where it's just like someone took a can of spray paint to this operating system. It is at least more refined than that. But there is something very refined, I feel is the right word. Something very, very refined, but in a fun way about Google's first party take on their own operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the beta feature that you can turn on. You'll be able to do this for a while. I don't know why it's still beta. Um, Oh, because it's a Google product. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the feature where you can turn on where it it tries to color match your icons to your phone theme. Mm-hmm. 
it just makes such a satisfying color palette on the phone where everything just becomes very, very flush and consistent. It like flattens things out in a pleasing way. Like, I don't mean like whatever version of iOS that was, where it was just like, it had no depth whatsoever. It was just like flat, sharp colors. It was like iOS, maybe 10 or 11. I don't know. But anyway, um, this isn't that in seven anyway. Um, there's just oh, there's really clean edges around the operating system. There's consistent design language. I just I like what they're doing, and I think if more people got it in their hands, they would like what they're doing also because they're making some smart choices. Um, I still think it's one of the best applications of always on display. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish Apple would give me the choice to not have my wallpaper show up on my always on display on my For iPhone. sure, yeah, definitely. Like, I love that when my when my Pixel phone goes dark, everything goes away except for I just have it set to show some critical information arranged in a very, very neat and tidy way that is just white, very visible text on a pure black background. Yeah. That's what I want. Totally. Nailed it. Yeah. That's yeah, all I, I want. Feel, it feels like it shouldn't be that hard to implement something like that. I don't I don't know why. I could, I'm yeah. I think they're I think they're proud. Apple's too proud of the stuff they've worked in with their the wallpapers where like the clock goes behind the the part and of the customized yeah and like the depth and they just and want like you to that. see it and they got a waking program this thing everybody's got to wa- look at it all the time now it's like that kind of thing but well I really like Google's application of it here again I, I will say that that's that's the word the phrasing that keeps coming back to me as I navigate and use the phone. It's just, it's very, very clean in some, in some really intentional ways that I like. Um, but we also can't talk about the software on this phone without talking about the two letter definition of our last year, which is AI. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, that seems like they leaned pretty heavy into it with this release. So all, all, all the way in, you know, yeah. generative, generative AI wallpapers, they're bringing generative AI elements. And as I said, bringing, because I, I can't review this because I haven't released it yet, but they're bringing generative AI aspects like from Bard over into Google Assistant. Um, like there's the the push to marry all of these Google services because it's a Google issued phone. So guess mm-hmm. what everything is? It's Google's, t- Gmail is here. You know, their messaging services are here. Google their Chrome Workplace is here. And, yeah. All those things are here and they're here to bring AI and Google's take on AI to the forefront. Like that is what this is a vehicle of. If Pixel has always been a vehicle for Android, this stock flavor of Android is a vehicle for Google's vision of AI in some very, very tangible ways. Um, and do we trust them? That, that, that that's We cannot... I do not feel that we are allowed anymore to have a conversation involving AI without making ourselves have a trust conversation because this is Google we're talking about. They've made Mm -hmm. choices like every other big company has, every small company has. People make choices every day. Google as a company has and continues to make choices. And as AI becomes more and more to the forefront of the conversation, do we trust them to make those decisions for us as the phone starts making decisions for us? Mm-hmm. That is just a real part of the conversation. It's not a nut we're going to crack today. It might not be a nut we crack this decade, but we really, it's all, we're already late to the conversation. Like right. we should collectively yeah. <laughs> have been having these conversations before the products got here. And then boom, October, on, November, 2022. Yeah. yeah like, chat GPT bursts onto the scene. And now we all are late to a conversation we should have been having for the last decade. Because the devices were already there, right? Like we are the 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 microphones were already in our homes, the cameras were already on our devices. Like these things were happening, but they were happening just passive enough. Mm-hmm. We were okay to just let it happen around us, and now all of a sudden, these things gotta have a little bit of brains. They yeah. have access to the data. They have access to the resources to do something with it, and now we're just now starting to have that conversation. We are all late. I'd like to think we're maybe not too late, but we are definitely late to the conversation. So as I think about this phone and what it represents, AI is bundled into 
every single element of this phone. One very, very specifically that I want to have a little bit of fun with for a few minutes here in a moment, but I, I, before we get there, because it is a fun conversation, it's a, it's a meaningful one, but I think it's fun. Um, I think it's worth talking about everything else that AI is going to be doing on this phone, where it is able to you know, strip audio out of recordings, mm-hmm. you know, the audio magic right. eraser yeah. stuff, the ability to, you know, triage and summarize emails and text messages and voicemails and like all of these things. And once, once the barred generative AI elements end up inside of assistant and people can start interacting with assistant in a conversational way with a generative AI, um, I, I, I someone needs to show me the manual. Yeah. I don't mean from a how to, I mean, from a how-to safely. I, I, I try yeah. to think about these things at scale. And Joe Public, overnight having unfiltered access, because that's what this is all about, right? These these tools have existed for at least a year, some for much longer, some for much, much longer. The difference is it's not sitting in a lab or a classroom right. or a professional environment. It's in the hands of billions of people mm-hmm. with little to no... Like training's a strong word, but you know what I mean? Like there's no primer. There's no like, yeah. here's here's the short sheet on the risks of what yeah. you're doing. It's just, yeah. here you go, guys. Have fun. Trust me, the robot won't kill you. And it's like, I, and I know I'm being very, very over the top there, but it's like there's, we're just shoving it out into the masses and saying, good luck. This isn't like, hey, everyone, here's the internet. It's, hey, everyone, here's the internet that can, to a certain degree, think. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not talking about general AI. That's I'm not being bad over that, but I'm just saying like this is the advent of the internet itself was also dangerous to a certain degree because people didn't know what they were doing and they got their identities stolen and their money taken. And, and that's yep. still happening every single day, you know, as we as a huge part of our jobs is to educate people on how to safely use their technology. And now we're giving that technology near limitless resources to then hand it out to people with no explanation on how to do it properly, safely, or correctly. Well, yeah. And I think that the problem is there's probably about two dozen people in the world that actually know how to use it safely. Sure. You Mm -hmm. know, the information on how this works and all that kind of stuff is at a level that isn't just freely talked about. You have to dig in, you have to search, you have to learn, you have to research and find all this information for yourself. So you even start to understand how this is even doing what it's doing, let alone what each individual company is capturing from those things when it's, you know, recording everything you're saying, like nobody knows. Sure. We're all, we're all just making guesses. And even people that are running some of these companies that are using the AI, I don't think they don't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. I, I I had a really interesting moment um, a few years, a few years, geez, a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, I was, um, I, w- I sat for a panel, a small business panel here in our area with, with some other industry professionals talking to other businesses about the potential impacts of AI on small business. And one of the big takeaways I, I had from that was one of the other gentlemen on the panel with me was a, was a, he was an IP lawyer and he, he, he specialized in intellectual property law, fascinating conversations um, with him. I really enjoyed getting to meet and work with him. But um, something he said that I personally had not thought about to any great degree was in a professional sense, companies are having to advise their employees, stop using ChatGPT and BARD and Bing and everything else to do your jobs because if you if you instill any part of our IP, IP law has not caught up with AI. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> in in yeah. any meaningful way. So if you inject our intellectual property into the engine, and the engine uses RIP to then generate an answer. Guess what? In a literal, tangible way, that intellectual property is now public domain. It is now in the domain because you've you've offered it. The if the model has been trained on your IP, yep. you've now in in essence told everyone else that can use that model using that information is okay. Mm-hmm. And you've seeded your a certain portion of your claim to that intellectual property. That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it's not something that anybody most likely, you know, Joe public user would ever even cross their mind. They're just no. using this cool new thing. Like, look, I can get my, I can craft this report that I need to craft way faster by typing in a few prompts and throwing in a little bit of our data. 
yeah. don't think it's a big deal. They're not thinking that it's training in the background and retaining that information and then using it uh -huh. when other people put prompts in. Because yep. again, no one really knows how this works unless you dig in and really research it. So. Right. So that's pull, pulling it out of Armageddon for a second and shoving my soapbox. Well, actually, I'm not, I might as well set it right here because I might need it again in a second. Yeah. Um, Eric, this one's heavily for you, but it's obviously for the group. Um, the camera on this phone, we have, we have, I, I promise we come back things. to it. We have to, we, we have to talk about it. Um, first and foremost, talking about the hardware, it's a good camera. Pixels, go back to our history lesson. The, the camera has been like, the strongest leg on that stool ever since release pixels have been about the camera um they were one of the first phones to have really great like night like night photography capabilities yeah, that totally. you know samsung and apple and others have chased and in some ways caught up to tug of war style ever since but they did they were some of the first to do it well and that camera has just gotten better and better and better and better and this camera is very very good like as a camera it takes very very good photo it, it makes some choices because it's all computational photography anymore yeah. and it makes some specific choices that i don't always love but that's true of every other smartphone camera that's true of camera cameras these days and yep. in a lot of meaningful ways they make choices um so i'm not talking about that when i say this camera is not about the lens it's about the cloud sure. it's about what ai is so you take the photo it's leaves your phone and goes to Google Photos in the cloud. And what Google Photos in the cloud, what AI is now proposed to do to your photos calls into question. And I'm going to borrow a phrase that, you know, but I don't feel bad because I've now heard several of the outlets, you know, shout out to The Verge, shout out to Marquise Brownlee. Like, uh, I've, I've listened to many people have this conversation. I've obviously been thinking about it as well long, but I just, I feel the need to give them credit because they all got there first. What is a photo? Going back to conversations yeah. we are late to having, mm -hmm. what is a photo? What what does it mean? Because I, this is where it's squishy to even make it about the phone because it's not happening on the phone. Right, but the this cloud. phone yeah. is the tunnel to Google Photos where it's actually happening, where the horsepower is. This is not on device AI. This is Google Photos in the cloud. Um, they've they've got new advancements on features we already had like magic eraser where mm. you know you take that picture and there's a piece of trash on the table behind you and you want to remove the piece of trash cool you, you still that's that's still in the realm of the what is a photo conversation because there sure. are many many people that i respect that would say a, a true photo is the realest truest representation of what was in front of that lens when the shutter button was pressed mm -hmm. for better for worse god I could, I could do a whole episode on that but yeah and we probably should <laughs> Because obviously we've been editing photos yeah. for as long as there's been photography. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so is you, you know, know, dark dodging and burning in a dark room. Ansel Adams did it. He's one of the most sure. famous black and white photographers ever. And it was all analog. You know, you know, taking a picture versus making a photo and so on and so forth. Like there, there, there's a whole spectrum of conversation to be had here. But there's something seemingly different about this version of the conversation when it's taking a photo and making a thing that never happened mm. sure. because what it's capable of doing is manipulating faces faces and angles and expressions and and knitting together a moment that by definition never happened we're not talking about fixing the lighting we're not talking about adding bokeh to make the person's face pop from the phone you know what i mean we're talking about creating a moment in time that tangibly never existed and then memorializing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels to me like the conversation is when, when does a photograph cease to be a photograph and become art? Sure. An artist, it's still an artistic, artistic expression, expression. Mm -hmm. sure. but it's no longer just a photograph anymore. When sure. you, I mean, and it, this is happening, not just on these phones like this, but it's also happening with Adobe. I mean, I've got a Photoshop on my system right now and they're, they won't stop popping up. <laughs> windows talking about firefly which is right. their their ai like i can literally take one of the photographs that i've taken circle an area on the photograph and say you know tiny cottage with glowing windows and then it pops in a photorealistic tiny cottage in my photograph that was never there and fills oh, wow. generative ai fill it's like their new thing yep. or i can 
I can grab somebody with a lasso tool and click and drag them to the other side of the photo and let go. And then it fills in all of the space where they were and moves them over and realistically blends them into the photograph. It's like, it's, it's insane. The stuff you can do, but it's like, okay, like you said, John, that's not the photograph that I took. There was no tiny cottage with glowing lights with gently falling snow in front of me. It was the middle of the summer, but lo and behold, here we are. (laughs) I just made a winter wonderland with a couple of, you know, typed, um, things with my photograph and, you know, and it's no longer my photograph anymore. It is a piece of my art that I created, Mm -hmm. but it's not the photograph I took anymore. So it's, it's interesting to think about for sure. It is. It really, really is. So I, 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 I very purposely put this at the back of the episode because for time, um, because we could have, <laughs> if I would have opened with, if, if we would have opened with this, I think we would have spent this whole episode talking about it. And I truly, I wanted this to be about the phone because I want to circle back to, obviously it's tangible to the phone because it's a thing the phone is doing, but I was saying it's very, very important to point out the phone is not doing the thing. Like right. it's taking the picture, it's shoving it to the cloud and then Google is just having at it. You know what yeah, I mean? So that's, yep. the phone is a very, very important piece of that funnel but it's just the funnel. Yeah. Like it, there's, there's a bigger Google cloud conversation and AI oh, conversation yeah. we had here separate, meaningfully separate from the phone itself. Yeah. And that, and this kind of brings it full circle to me. The last thing that I wanted to talk about with the camera was what I alluded to that I've heard things about the camera yeah. and it wasn't about the AI part of it. What I've been hearing is that they leaned so heavily into the AI side and like the, having the AI work on the photographs that apparently the raw photographs like if you're using you know some of the other like filmic pro and those kind of things where you can pull the raw photographs from this right from the sensor apparently the raw photographs are not great out of this camera like it's actually a step down from the 7 pro and people are trying to figure out is it a software thing is it a hardware thing what's happening because apparently Mm. the raw photographs are not looking they're blurry they're they're pixelated there's something wrong with them that's apparently getting fixed for the jpegs or something with algorithms and they're wondering interesting it's know, computational it's, photography at the end yeah of the exactly day. and they're, and they're, they're probably going to need to make some adjustments people are waiting for a patch and that kind of stuff to to see you know once more people get it in their hands and more photographers start right. digging into the raw files i'm sure they'll make some adjustments but i'll be interested to see when more articles come out about that no, it's and and that will you know we we will circle back as we always try to do once we do live with you know these devices for longer periods of time you know yes with everyone with bated breath I will circle back and let you know <laughs> does the case get tacky okay, yes, my my know. promise yeah. to you all is that we will I'm just kidding because <laughs> um, it probably will because that's just what silicon you know cases do but yeah, right yep. now out of the box feels great but um, no. Circling back to the phone as a whole, it is one of the most fun out-of-the-box experiences I've had with a Pixel device in a long time. And I have fun with Pixel every year. I look forward to Pixel devices dropping. Yeah. Um, this is this is no different. But there was also just something, I just keep coming back to refine, even the hardware. Oh, something I meant to mention about that too. The last few Pixels had very much borrowed a design language that even Samsung had left behind. But they borrowed it from Samsung, which was the tapered glass at the edges where the screen would just kind of taper away. That is now a perfectly flat glass plateau. And I will say it still has rounded metal and glass edges to the Mm -hmm. body of the phone. Mm -hmm. The back of the phone is now matte, has a really nice texture to it. Love the colors. Um, But that glass being a proper flat piece of glass has really i think improved just the swiping and the using of that display i always thought the pixels looked nice like that that the tapered glass of the edges looked very nice when Mm -hmm. lit up but it didn't feel nice while using in a way that this just feels very very good when using as a phone so no i just i just think there's there's more to be had here there's more to be seen from using it for a longer period of time but i guess my big walk away statement is if you're in the Android ecosystem and you're looking for, and it's just, it's, it's phone year, right? This right. really needs to be part of the conversation for you. If you're deep in the Samsung ecosystem, you're there, right? Like they've, they've yeah. built their garden too. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're deep in Samsung, you're probably, if you're sitting on an S22 Ultra or 23 Ultra rather, you're probably hanging out till January to see the 24 Ultra right. first. Like that, yeah. that, that, that's just yeah. happening. But if you're just more, you're either tired of iOS and want to make a change 
Like seriously, that's that, that's a real thing. This, yep. If you are just ready to maybe step out of Apple's walled garden and check out another phone, this phone should be part of your conversation. If you're in Android and just, you know, you're you're clinging on to an older Samsung device and, you know, you're not really that married to the, you're using all Google services anyway, or, you know, insert other phone here or an older Pixel device. Um, this is look and see what your trade-ins are worth. I'm going to keep beating that drum till I die. And um, really, Give the phone a look. You should be able to walk into, you know, most Best Buys and whatnot and get hands on with it starting today. Um, it's 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 a, it's a it's a good phone. Google should be at least applauded for you know camera things. Notwithstanding, they'll be very interested to see where that goes. Probably yeah. a firmware update yeah. will abound. But as as a device, as a gadget, I'm really really enjoying this one so far. Nice. Yeah, very nice. All right. Well, uh, anything else you guys have before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Use your, no. use your Pixel 8 Pro to like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> use the 120 right. hertz screen to scroll down. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that, that's it. Just don't let it get all the way down to one hertz. That's all. I'll yeah. Say. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, on that pixel size bombshell, I think we will wrap it up there and catch y'all next time. Later. Later. Later.